0: here we go we already started but really I haven't okay so in December I thought it would be a great day great idea to have a pajama party at my house for the ladies Christmas party and we had a great time and the Lord really moved and I was shocked I was shocked i I really knew we'd have a great time because I'm always up for a party but how the Lord moved was just awesome. And I told the ladies, I said, when God speaks, I will get up and talk. But he hadn't spoken, and I ain't doing it. Now, how many of you know that when the Lord speaks, it's always going to shake your world? Oh, it shook mine. Oh, yes, it did. And Pastor Brandon says, I'm going on this chrysalis. And I was like, great. That's great. And then one night, in the middle of the night, I woke up sweating, and I was like, what is the matter with me? And I realized. Well, we have way more responsibilities now than we did the last time Pastor Brandon went on Christmas. I just stayed with the Moores, and all was good. He went, and Brandon protected us. Brandon Moore did, and Keenan was up all night thinking somebody was breaking into the house. It was actually his own footsteps he heard. <laughs> I was okay. We were okay. And I realized, who the heck is going to preach? And Brandon was like, I don't know. We'll have somebody come in. And I was like, okay. A little bit later, a few weeks, I said, who, who are we bringing in? Well, I don't know yet. Oh, okay. So I kept, I'm very persistent. And I knew what was going on inside here, and so I was adamant. One thing that's for sure, I'm very adamant. And I said, Brandon, I want to know who you're bringing in. He goes, well, I know who I want to speak, but the Lord must do his work. <laughs> and I was like, really? Really? So, one morning, he finally opened up and said, I would really like for you to do it. And I said, eh, heck no, heck no. And he said, yes, come on. And I was like, no, mm-mm. So, every time I saw him, I just looked at him, I was like, no, no. And he was like, okay. So, I was dealing with the Lord over this, and I was getting ready for work. And I was like, Lord, I have nothing to say. I, I mean, you know, I can make you laugh. obvious I'm... I don't even mean to, but my silliness is just overwhelms me sometimes. And I was like, but really have nothing. Brennan is the one. I, he he's the one who studies the word. I read the word and I do my own study, but my goodness, come on. And he was like, it's really time. And I was like, it's really not. <laughs> and he said, I said, what do I have to say? I don't even have, and he said, I'll have what she's having. And I said, if it was a bunch of women, that'd be great. I could do that. I'll have what she's having. And that's all I heard. I'll have what she's having. So I finished getting ready to go to work, and I get there. And I worked for Brandon Moore at the time, and my system of walk, working of getting there is I walk in, turn my computer on, I say hi to the whole right side of the building, which is all the accounting part. And I turn my computer on, and I, while it's warming up, I'd go back to the church world, and I'd go say hi and good morning and what was going on in the church business. And I looked over at Cassie's desk, and there's this book laying there. I'll have what she's having was the title. And it made me mad. And I looked at her, and I said, where did you get that? Where did this come from? And she said, well, I, bless Cassie's heart. I've been, I, it's, it's a book. I, I've been reading it on and off. I was like, why is it at the office? Well, I, I, I don't know. And I just, I just stormed off. I was just like, you have to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. So I go back up to my desk, and I'm fuming and really giving the Lord a piece of my mind, which I do often. And I go back there, and I said, all right, where'd you get that book? And she said, I don't even know what she said. I really don't even remember. She was like, I'm sure we can find it on Amazon. Do you want one? I said, yes, I want three. Because if I'm going to read this, the girls on the board are going to read it too, because I'm not going through this alone. And so I I bought three, gave one to Dorley, gave one to Angela. I kept one myself, and I started reading it. Now, Angela had hers read in like two days. And I'm sitting there, she's like, did you read it? Did you read the book? And I was like, I read two pages, it stepped all over my toes, it made me mad, and I put it down. She was like, you got to pick that book up. I'm I'm about to start my second time. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I don't want to. And she was like, okay, you're now being disobedient. I said, yes, I am, and I'm being very blatant about it. Yes, I am. And so I'm not preaching on what I'll have what she's having because I felt like that was my own special word. And so I'm up here, and I'm doing it, and I don't want to, and I (laughs) really am sorry that I don't want to. But (laughs) I believe God has big things for myself. I'm asking. I'm in the middle of asking for my very own miracle. And I cannot ask God for my own miracle for him to perform it in my life if I'm not willing to do what he has asked me to do. And so because of that, here's where I'm at. I'm in the middle of my stand, sequence, season, whatever you want to call it, of my life. And so we're going to start out with, I do not know. Oh, I have my own bulletin. Let's see how it goes. I think it's the same way as my notes. Okay, we have learned that, All of God's promises are yes. Okay, hear me. All of his promises are yes. It is not a no. It is a yes. They are yes, yes, yes in Christ. But at the same time, we do get warned that trials will come. They come again and again and again and again. And I say, what the heck are we supposed to do when it keeps on happening? I'm gonna tell you something. I was not raised in a f- normal family. It was me and my mom. She was my best friend. She never told me no. I loved it. <laughs> I was the only granddaughter. I was the only grandchild for forever. My papa loved me. He never told me no. I wanted a 10-speed at four years old. He bought me one. I, I, ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous. I, and I loved it. My my real dad, um, that he was in my life, he never told me no. And it really has formed quite a monster that Brandon tells me no and we have fights. That is not allowed to be spoken to me. Now, I tell my kids no a lot so that they do not become the person that I was. We do not need two of those same monsters. Now, in the trials that come, our first one, I was very shocked. I was very shocked. I was very caught off guard. I was like, what? Nothing bad happens to me. It, it, we just keep going. It was just all good. It was all good. And I had to find a place in my life, on a, a scripture for my life that I could stand on. And the first one that I found was that these, I have told you these things so that you, in, let me start over. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I was like, Lord, I, I was saved. That means nothing bad. Oh, no, it doesn't. It just means that I got to promise that the end is good. The end is good. <clears throat> Romans 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Our Bible in the New Testament tells us to stand firm 11 times. 11 times that you are told from, from the word to stand firm. Pastor Brandon said, what do you want to preach on? I said, well, the only thing I know right now is having done all, you stand and you stand firm. You stand firm. You don't, you don't waver. You don't give up. Well, Miss Krista, I did that. Well, so did I, and I'm still doing it. Well, Miss Krista, I tithe every week, and my finances are in a mess. Keep doing it. If it sucks while you're doing it, it's gonna really suck when you stop. <laughs> that's one thing I told Brent. I was like, "Forget this. Forget giving our money. Stop." He was like, "Babe, if they're in enough when we're giving to God, they're gonna be enough if we stop." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true." Now, I'm going to try to get through this without crying, but in the past year, from July to July, okay, the, the I have been standing for a miracle. Last July, I miscarried a baby. We found out we were pregnant. It was very much a shocker to us all. I was like, what the heck? I have five. I'm good. Here comes number six, and I said, okay, and my heart turned immediately. I was so excited. And two weeks later, I started miscarrying. I was like, I don't do this. I don't do this. We showed up ready to go to kids camp, and I couldn't go. And then, so through the year, we got through that. We thought about it long and hard, decided that, yes, I now had a place in my heart for another one. And so, what did I do? I got pregnant again. Right about the time Pastor Brandon told me I was going to preach. And so, everything went really well. was going really good. I was chubbing up. We'd made the announcement. And the next day, I lost him. The next day. And I said, well, we now have an issue. Oh, now I'm pissed, Devil. And, and I'm sorry, that's probably not the word I should have said. But I was. I was mad. And I took it out on the Lord. I gave him a ripping. And I said, you are the God of all. What the heck? Two babies. Two babies. And the Lord said, trials will come. It happens. But in the end, you will win. And I said, all right, I have two months to get my attitude straight. I have two months to stand before the Lord with a heart of forgiveness towards myself for acting that way to him and towards him because I blamed him. And I said, here we go. I got to get in the word. I got to find my scripture so that I can be strong. People who work out and lift weights, they work out. They they go to shows, and they show their muscles, and I don't think that's cute, but they do. And they work hard to get that. They work hard to get to that place. They eat horrible things that I would never eat to trim their fat and to make their muscles do that thing. And I, I don't lift weights. I should, but I'm afraid I would look like that. Because I'm short and stocky and so it's one of the reasons why I really don't like to do that. I don't want my thighs to be, here's one, here's the other. I don't, I don't need that. But let me tell you something. They put a lot of effort into getting to that place. And we have to put a lot of effort into getting to the place where when we stand before God for what we want, we're serious. We don't waver. Oh, I used to stand before my Pawpaw, and he was a big man, and I'd say, Papa, I need a 10th bee. And he'd be like, now, Krista, you're way too young. Look at him. No, I'm not too little. I need it. And so there are times that I see myself standing before the Lord. Lord, my little pigtails. That's how I see myself. This is what I need. Now, I have to do my part. You have to do your part. You can go before the Lord and you can ask, but you've got to do your part. You've got to believe. You can't waver. You've got to get there. Now, when our world gets shaky, we must stand in the grace we have in Christ. Our first huge trial came when Brooklyn, our second daughter, was six months old. She had never rolled over. I figured we were going to skip that stage. I was fine with it. I laid her on the, my big bed. She decided to roll. And she rolled off the bed and cracked her knee or her leg, just a bare hairline crack right above her knee. We go to the ER. Brandon has been doing construction because we were youth pastors at the time and we were getting a new youth building and he had been jackhammering up concrete. So, you know, he looked lovely. I had been cleaning house all day, so I looked fabulous myself. And we show up at the ER, two snot-nosed kids, with a baby whose leg is cracked. And they did what anybody should do. They called CPS on me. Oh, it made me mad. And they were like, we're gonna do this inti- this investigation, and you can't be left alone with your kids. Um, Brandon couldn't take the trash out and leave me inside with the kids. I had to have somebody with my children the whole time. I was like, I did not do this. I did not do this. And they were like, "Well, we'll find out," and I said, "Oh yes, we will. Oh yes, we will." And I had some friends that were foster parents. Really? Okay. I had uh, they, and they said, "Here's what we need to do. You need to call. You need to call CPS. You need to swamp them with calls." I did. Monday morning, they could not call anybody. They had to turn their phones off because everybody I knew called on my behalf. I stood firm. I stood firm on what God had said. We're never going to get there. Therefore, my brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor in the Lord is whatever he's called you to do. It's not you're working for helping somebody else, leading them to Christ or doing your work at the church. It's what God's called you to do with inside of you. If you need to get your attitude straight, that's your labor in the Lord. Now, in Isaiah, there were these two men and they were picking on this other king, Ahaz. And they were telling him, we are going to attack you." And so the Lord told the prophet Isaiah, go to him and tell him, This is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. But you do have a part to play in this. He simply told him to stand firm in his faith. This is not going to happen. And the Lord said through Isaiah, ask the Lord for a promise, a sign. He said, I don't need a sign. I'm not going to. Don't ask the Lord to give me a sign. I got it. I got it. It's not going to happen. And the Lord said, I will give you a sign. He said, and his own sign is that there will be a virgin who gives birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. Jesus is God's sign for for your miracle, for what you need in your life. He's the sign. He's the one you look to. Well, how do I know this is going to happen? Well, Jesus came. I don't know about you, but I've never seen another virgin give birth. I've never seen another man die and come back to life in three days and have kicked the devil in the teeth. I've not seen that. Jesus is your sign. He is your promise. That you are going to win. Okay, it says Jesus is still our sign that we can stand firm. Romans 8.32 He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? All right. So you now have to figure out what it is that's holding you back from your promise. Can you hand me that? Because I'm going to ring. And I have, you have to know. No, just bring me the box. That's okay. You have to know what is containing you. Now, in here. It's my very favorite cookie. Meltaways. They're all blue and green for celebration colors. It's official. Now this box, I can it, it holds them. It contains them. I can't give you one. I can't take one myself. We can't smell it together. And I know it smells wonderful. I've already been there. But here's here's our miracle. Here's our gift from the Lord. And what's holding him, what's holding it back from you having it. It's what's containing you. Well, for me, what was holding me back from doing this preaching thing was the fact that I decided I wasn't going to. I decided before the trips, before we went on the RV trip, Brandon's going to preach, I'm going to sit on the front row, it'll all be good. And I would not let the Lord go there with me. I hung a do not disturb right there. Do not go to this part of my life. I have told you no. I'm not going to do that. And so my own will, my own hard-headedness, stubbornness has held me back for many things. Just like this darn lid is holding me back from my very favorite cookie, my very favorite smell. And you have to figure out how you're going to get to there. How are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to take the lid off. Just like I had to just stand up here and preach. So What do you have to do? I'm not asking of you anything that I'm not doing. And you can ask some of these women around here because they know how hard this has been for me. I have to take the lid off and so do you. Now, this is my gift to you. My very favorite is cookie. And yes, it does smell good. And at the end, they will be at the door, and nobody is allowed to say no. Take it and throw it away if you want to. But everybody has to partake in the Lord's blessing. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, "No No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. I don't know why it comes your way. Because we live in a fallen world. Why did I lose two children? The only security thing I could tell myself was, well, we live in a fallen world. And I will get my answer one day. I am not hard-hearted about this. I have cried my eyes out. I've just asked the Lord to hold him back for today so we could get through this. I can't. I don't have an answer. You, you want to know why did Jesus do this? He didn't. I do not want to hear. Well, the Lord took your baby. Oh, BS. He didn't need another angel. He's got plenty. I was robbed from. If you have something that you're standing for, you're being robbed from. It is not the Lord trying to teach you a lesson. He's going to choose a way to bless you to teach you that lesson, not take away. Not take away. God is good. The devil is bad. God is good. The devil is bad. It says in the word that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And God comes to give life everlasting. How does that say that the Lord is able to do something bad to you? Yes, it happens. But it is not by his works. His works are how it happens good in the end. How does it happen good in the end? That's what he's doing. That's where he's at. He's now in there working on you, working on that heart, getting it cleaned up, working on that attitude and getting it right. That's where he's at. He's stretching us. I said if he could stretch me up, that'd be right. Out, I don't really care for. I've given him some directions. Let's go up, Lord. But that's where he's at. That's what he's doing. Well, why did God do this? Oh, no. He's working. He is. He's working on you. He's working on that heart so that when the end, when it comes, the blessing comes, you don't miss it. You don't miss it. We had an instance, I don't know, a few months ago, and I looked at this, my, one of my greatest friends, and I looked at what was happening to her, and I said, Lord, how are you going to turn this around to be good? Well, let me tell you, he did. She went through it. She went through the ringer. We all did it with her. Didn't eat, didn't sleep praying for her. And her son started coming to church. Something she had prayed for her whole life. Oh, really? The devil did that? I mean, that the devil didn't do that to her and God didn't turn it around. Oh, yeah, there was blessing in the end. We had to walk through it. We had to stretch. We all had to grow. We all had some insecurities and some... I fell short in a lot of ways during that time. But the Lord knew what he could do to bless her in the end. It didn't happen for the blessing to happen. The blessing came because she went through it and she stuck to her guns. And the blessing came. That was free. That was free. All right. James 1, 22 through 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. So you can't forget where you're at. And you can't not do something about it. He says, read it and do it. Give, so do it. Stand firm, so do it forgive somebody ugh. so do it he says it he says it in his word you can't deny it you can't look in that bible the only way you're not going to know what he says telling you to do is to not read your word and then you're in denial first psalms 1 1 says blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers well who are you getting your counseling from Who's your circle of influence? I'm broke, busted, and disgusted, I think is broke, busted, and disgusted. Well, who are you hanging out with? Are you hanging out with those who believe that they are broke, busted, and disgusted? I'm not hanging out with anybody who believes that Jesus did this to me on purpose. I'm not hanging out with anybody who believes that I'm being tried so that God can teach me something. And you have to know that. You have to focus on that. That has to be. You have, this is on purpose. You, you need a miracle? You want a job? You want your family to come back to, to be together? You, you need a son or a daughter who has strayed? Well, it's on purpose. Your fight is on purpose. And you get into the Word, and you find your promises. And you believe for them. You believe. You do not waver. You believe. So, I'm done, Dave. Get back up here and pray. So in that, where you're at, I have people praying for me. I've told you my story for a reason, because I'm standing before God with my hands on my hips, and I'm saying, Lord, I have asked you for another child. I believe fully that I will be sitting on this front row as fat as can be, and I'm okay with it. I'll do whatever it takes to get to deal with that. But you have to know what you're believing for. You have to know what your circumstance is. I do not believe I'm the only one in this room asking God for a miracle. Whatever that miracle may be. Healing. Finances. Your mind to be restored. And so in this time, I would like for everybody to close their eyes. 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 For everybody close to us, for everybody close to us, for everybody close to us, for everybody-